to the Actually Autistic Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Onstad. Today is the first day of Autism Appreciation Month here in 2022, where I am going to be doing daily mini-episodes about autism facts and experiences. I'll be discussing a variety of things, but I will be making clear the difference between facts that have an empirical basis and my own subjective experiences. All opinions expressed are my own, unless otherwise stated. Over the next month, you will be seeing a lot of utter bullshit from assorted organizations claiming to support autism. For the most part, these organizations mean well, but unfortunately, most of them will have aligned with Autism Speaks, which is a predatory organization that represents businesses which have a financial interest in the myth that autism is a curable disease. It is not. It is neither a disease nor is it curable. It is a genetic trait like being left-handed. You would not say someone is with left-handedness. You would say someone is left-handed. So today, I'm going to talk about how to spot those organizations. The person whose tweet this is prefers that I not credit them on the podcast. A reminder thread for ways to spot organizations that are anti-autism. There are some surprising ones once you start looking. Here we go. Clues may include use of puzzle piece logos, use of the color blue, use of the word awareness, for example, Autism Awareness Week, use of the words disorder, deficit, and other negative ones, use of the phrase against autism or defeating autism, use of the term cure, example, Whilst there is no cure yet, we are raising funds to buy X for people with autism. Oh yes, unasked for use of the term people with autism. Raising funds for treatments for autism, including dangerous ones, example, making children drink bleach. Yes, that is an actual thing that has been tried. Thankful for at E. Dalmayan. I'll spell that out for you, listener. Uh, E-D-A-L-M-A-Y-N-E. Thankful for E. Dalmain and others for tireless campaigning on that, etc. Uh, and then uh, Anne continues. No sign of autistic people leading or running the event. No sign of autistic people's voices being centered in the materials. A walking zoo exhibit. Autistic person being asked to give a short speech on their awful life. And she means that sarcastically, I'm sure. Uh, false statistics being repeated time after time about how we cost society billions or similar. False stories about how we wreck families. Mention of well-known anti-autism groups like Autism Speaks, who spend millions on anti-autism research. A search for the bosses of the organization shows that all or nearly all are non-autistic. There might be a single autistic boss somewhere. We are supposed to be grateful for this. Materials are mostly pre-2010, before we knew much about autism. Use of functioning labels such as high-functioning and low-functioning. False stories about how only non-speaking autistic people with an additional learning disability are, quote, real autistic people, unquote. Pretense that if we can speak, we're not real autistic people. 
little or no mention of autistic aims, autistic quality of life, autistic communication styles being valid, autistic culture, etc. Stereotypes about young boys who bite or line up trains and nothing to balance those for the other 98% of us. These are just some of the ways you can spot groups that pretend to care about autistic people, but year after year do a lot of harm to us instead. Look for authentic, autistic-led groups and allies that put us front and center of the narrative always. P.S. Applied behavior analysis equals no. Just no. So that's the end of his tweet, and I thought I'd go over a few of these things to kind of explain a little bit more about them. And here she says, clues may include use of the puzzle piece logo. Now, why do many autistic people find the use of the puzzle piece logo offensive? Well, this is why, <laughs> because, uh, first of all, it implies that there's something wrong with us, that we are some sort of puzzle, some sort of mystery, something that is missing. In other words, it's a missing puzzle piece. Or again, it implies that, that, we, that we are a puzzle. And while I understand that to some holistic people, non-autistic people, we may seem puzzling, <laughs> they seem pretty darn puzzling to us too. And so this is a very holistic-centric perspective that autistic people are puzzling. Because when you get a bunch of autistic people together, we tend to understand each other pretty darn well and aren't puzzling to each other. Now, there's been studies done on this, and I'll go into this in more depth later in the month. But that is why the puzzle piece is considered offensive by many autistics. Many prefer the infinity symbol, usually in the color gold. The gold is symbolic of AU. AU is the scientific name for gold, and AU are the first two letters in the word autistic. And so a lot of autistics have embraced the gold infinity symbol. Use of the color blue. So the color blue was decided on way back in the day when people thought that only boys were autistic. And I'm not going to get into a deep dive on gender and color and, and all that kind of symbolism right now, but suffice it to say that autistics prefer the color gold for the reasons that I mentioned just now. Use of the word awareness, and you're going to see this everywhere. And I say Autistic Appreciation Month. I stole that from some random tweet a couple of years ago. I apologize to the person who said it for not remembering your name. Really sorry, but I really like it. And if you're the person who made that tweet, please get in touch with me and I will give you full credit. However, I love the term autistic appreciation. We don't need awareness. People are aware of autism. It's not a helpful term. And again, implies that it's a disease, which it is not. So please try to avoid 
Autism Awareness Week. Some people use Autism Acceptance, which is better, but I like Autism Appreciation. Uh, any use of the words disorder, deficit, and other negative ones, again, it's not a disease. It is not something that needs to be cured. It is not inherently a deficit. It is not inherently a disorder. And again, I, I will get into this later in the month, but just for now, just bear with me that it is not inherently a disorder or a deficit. Use of the phrase against autism or defeating autism. Well, that's like saying you're against left-handedness or that you're going to defeat left-handedness. Those are not appropriate. It, it's not a disease. It's not something we should be against, and it's not something that we should be attempting to defeat. Use of the term cure. Again, there, it's not curable. It shouldn't be curable. Cure is completely inappropriate, and it's a big buzzword because it helps these predatory organizations earn a lot of money. And then she talks about the unasked for use of the term people with autism. I'm going to be getting into that in wonderful detail in tomorrow's podcast. So just hold on for then when we talk about terminology. Obviously, raising funds for treatments is bad, especially a lot of these quack treatments. Unfortunately, or perhaps fortunately, I've, I've seen that the quackery has shifted from horrific things like drinking bleach to less damaging ones physically, like a histamine intolerant diet. And as someone with chronic fatigue who has used histamine intolerant strategies to make my life better, it's not inherently a terrible thing, but it's not appropriate unless you actually have a histamine intolerance. I've also seen some uh, people advocating the use of ashwagandha. I cannot recommend that herb for children. It's a Chinese medicinal herb, and it, it can be useful, especially for some adults, but it, it's a reasonably powerful herb. I would not be giving that to a child or anyone else without really looking in to see if that's in fact what they need. Don't listen to quacks. Thank you. Uh, obviously, you want autistic people's voices centered in the materials for an organization promoting the concerns and needs of autistic people. Next, she talks about a walking zoo exhibit, autistic person being asked to give a short speech on their, quote, awful life, unquote. Hopefully, I don't have to explain why that's bad. Hopefully, you get that. Uh, next is false statistics being repeated time after time about how we cost society billions or similar. It's not true. It's just flat out not true. Uh, false statistics get repeated all the time. And statistics itself is, as any statistician knows, a uh, easily manipulated form of information. So anytime you see statistics like that, 
being used in the promotion of an autistic organization that is trying to defeat autism or cure autism or some other nonsense, you can just kind of assume that those statistics are questionable. False stories about how we wreck families? No. No, that's not on autistics to do. And mention of well-known anti-autism groups like Autism Speaks, who spend millions on anti-autism research. That should be self-explanatory. Search for the bosses of the organization shows that all or nearly all are non-autistic or allistic in the terminology that I find most useful. Um, You know, obviously, as autistic people, we should be heading the organization's that are addressing our concerns. The phrase is, nothing about us without us. Uh, Materials are mostly pre-2010 before we knew much about autism. You know, this is so vital to understand. And I think this is particularly difficult for people born, say, in in the 90s or later to really get like we just didn't know anything about autism and anybody who was educated before that period was not educated in anything about autism and the knowledge was just not out there so we'll talk more about that later when i talk about diagnosis use of functioning labels such as high functioning and low functioning uh, Again, that's a whole thing that we will get into later this month. But for now, I would just strongly suggest that you avoid functioning labels. It's really, it's a whole big deal and (laughs) deserves its own episode. False stories about how only non-speaking autistic people with an additional learning disability are real autistic people. Obviously, that's a bunch of hooey. You know, that's not how it works. The pretense that if we can speak, we're not real autistic people. No, that's not true. It is not. And again, this is a subject that I will get into later this month. But the ability to speak or not speak does not determine whether or not you are autistic or intelligent or almost anything else for that matter, really. Little or no mention of autistic aims, autistic quality of life, autistic communication styles being valid, autistic culture, etc. Again, that goes back to nothing about us without us. Stereotypes about young boys who bite or line up trains and nothing to balance those out for the other 98% of us. Again, this should be self-explanatory. It is, those stereotypes are harmful and they They make life so difficult, not only for us, but for those young boys. So again, this is another topic I'll get into later this month in detail. So unfortunately, that list describes the majority of groups and organizations, all of which are run by people who do not identify as autistic, but they make a lot of money by using those methods, and so they continue. There are other organizations that you can give money to, but honestly, If you aren't autistic and want to be an ally, one of the very best things you can do is to listen to us. 
There are so many excellent voices out there, both spoken and written, and these are people who have experienced autism from the inside. Please don't light it up blue or put a puzzle piece in your profile pic in order to support us. It, it does the opposite. It took me 57 years to discover that I am autistic and I have a graduate degree and took a lot of psychology classes. The understanding of what autism is and isn't is growing by leaps and bounds every year. This is why many professionals are ill-informed about autism. This information, it just wasn't widely available when they went to school. So the very best thing anyone can do to be supportive of the autistic community is to learn about it from the autistic people who know it best. This isn't to say that all autistics agree on everything, because obviously we don't. However, we do appreciate it when non-autistics, aka allistics, are at least addressing the issues we think are important to the autistic community, regardless of where we stand on them. I can recommend the Autistic Women and Non-Binary Network. They do a lot of good work. Asan has done some good work, but they, they could also do a little bit of work in terms of inclusion. Look into the organizations you're supporting, and it's good to support them. But again, the absolute best way you can do to support the many autistics who are in the world, some of which you probably know, many of which don't even know they're autistic. The best way that you can support us is to listen to us and to take what we say sincerely. If we say fluorescent lights hurt us, we mean that fluorescent lights hurt us. If we say we're, we're too tired to go out and do something, it means we're too tired to go out and do something. I cannot tell you how much easier my life would have been if people would just have taken me at absolute face value and believed me. If you can do that, for the autistic people in your life, whether they know it or not, or even for yourself. If you can do that for the autistic community, that will be direct action and will have a much farther reaching effect, a much more important effect than any amount of money you throw at any organization and any amount of whatever stuff you wear, put in your profile online, don't worry about that shit. Just listen to us. Thank you. So now here's where I say uh, my comforting words of the day. And so I want to take a moment to say that no matter who you are or what your neurotype is, that you deserve love, respect, and appreciation. You deserve to be heard and understood. And here's your joke of the day. To be clear, I do not write these. I stole them fair and square from anonymous lists on the internet. You ready? Did you hear about the mathematician who's afraid of negative numbers? He'll stop at nothing to avoid them. <laughs> 
All right, and that's the first mini episode of the Actually Autistic podcast. If you are interested in hearing more of my content and like Shakespeare, then you are in luck. I have two podcasts, one called There Will Be Body and another one called The Twelfth Night Podcast by Rose City Shakespeare. I wrote a book, too, called A Midsummer Night's Dream, Illustrated Handbook and Encyclopedia, and I'm also on a role-playing game podcast called Shattered Worlds RPG. I'll be back tomorrow. Thank you for being Actually Autistic. Thank you.